I'm Raphael Sierra with Closer Look. Keeping your kids safe is top priority. That means keeping tabs on their digital lives too. Cyber bullies and predators are out there every time your child goes online. Patrick Craven is director of the Center for Cyber Safety and Education. Patrick, what's the center's mission? Technology scares us uh, most of the time you think about it, and our kids are involved in it. So we're just trying to help uh, educate people in a simple, plain way about what they can be doing to, to be safe. What specific issues uh, does the center address when it comes to kids' cybersecurity? We did a study of elementary school children and what they are doing online. There have been lots of studies about high school kids, and we wanted to look and say, what are they doing at the younger age? Well, when's this all really starting? And I got to tell you, it was pretty shocking um, and just frightening. Uh, we found that 40% of elementary school children have already chatted with a stranger online, and half of them have given out their phone number. And that uh, we had some 62% of them had already visited uh, an adult website. So it's just really made us realize we have got to do something for the younger children. And so that has really become a big focus of ours, is trying to catch these kids when they're first getting online. A child gets a phone on average now by 10 years old. And so we can't wait until they're in middle school or high school where we're then trying to have to change behavior. So we have put a big emphasis on trying to reach these younger kids as elementary school kids and teaching them good safety practices right from the very beginning. Um, and there's a lot of things that parents can be doing. And it's just some of it's just in general of what they need to be doing. And the big thing is talking with their kids. They need to be working with them to help them understand what is good, what is bad, what is right to be uh, having conversations on what is not appropriate online so that they are able to feel comfortable in identifying any issues they may have and, and comfortable coming and talking to you and saying, hey, this happened online. I'm not sure I, I, I like that. And, and that they can address it with you and not just assume it's okay just because they, they heard it online. And so it, it's really a big part of it. There's a variety of things that we can do just even physically, you know, with the, with the computers, making sure that we've got good passwords that the kids are using, that the backgrounds behind them are appropriate backgrounds, that there isn't giving away personal information. There's a lot of little tips that we have, and, and you can go to our website, IamCyberSafe.org, and we have tons of materials trying to help address these issues. Patrick, are social media scams what parents and kids need to be aware of most? What do you think? It's, it's a little bit of everything. There's plenty of, uh, of bad information out on social media, um, but even it's still even just the emails. Uh, we get emails, I get them, and you know this is what, what we do. And I get the emails from, that are fake emails from people that are very good at making it look like it's a real email. So think about it. A, a parent right now might be getting an email that they think is from the school telling them something uh, that's gone on and they need them to click and give this additional information. Um, think about that if it comes to your kids, that they need them to fill out this form and they think it's coming from the school or it's coming from their coach. Uh, they're likely to click on it, give out personal information or even let a virus into the system by clicking on it. This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra talking about cybersecurity and how to keep your kids safe online. I've heard that there's been somewhat of an increase in ransomware. Is that the case? Yeah, ransomware is a, is a very big problem. 
that schools and businesses are having. Schools for a long time didn't really think that they were uh, susceptible to that because they didn't feel like they had anything that anybody wanted. But they have a lot. They have lots of personal information on all those children. They have it on the parents. They have it on emergency contact information. They have medical information. And because of budgets, because it isn't a priority, a lot of them haven't set up the protocols to put that protection in place. So we saw in Miami, the you know, very first day of school where the, the school was hacked and under attack. And it was actually by a high school age kid who was doing it. Um, so they, you know, their, their whole virtual program starting off did not start off well, uh, because they just don't put the protocols in place. Many of them, I'm not saying all, but many of them have not taken the time to put the protocols in place. Uh, you know, the old saying is, is that you have to be, when you're on defense like that, you have to be right every time. Uh, the bad guy only has to be right once. All he needs is one person, uh, one teacher, one student to open up the wrong thing and, and boom. Uh, they're in. This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra, here today learning all about kids' cyber safety. What would you say is the most important action a parent can take to help their kids stay safe online? Giving out personal information is a big concern that we're giving out too much personal information uh, about where we live, about where the child lives, their sports. We're putting it on Facebook. We're putting it on all these platforms, all this information that our kids are growing up online. And, and we've given it out. So think about how we used to, um, you know, uh, the popular question was, what's your mother's maiden name, right? When you're, when you're doing your password uh, questions and things like that. Well, nowadays, that's all online. Because we put up our baby's picture as soon as it's born, we give it its name, its birthday, what city, what hospital it was born in. Uh, the grandparents are there in the picture and they're tagged. And all of a sudden we have from birth anymore, we're giving out all this information that, uh, that the bad actors need uh, to steal somebody's identity. And, and there's been lots of cases where children have, you know, had bankruptcy kind of uh, things going on where loans are taken out in their name because who's checking your child's credit report, right? Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's an ongoing, we must always be on guard um, in order to make sure that we're, we're thinking before we do things. Think before you click. We really got to work with the kids on how much personal information they are putting online. We need to have conversations with our kids that they understand the dangers. I, I talk about parental controls that you can use on, on devices. There's apps out there that you can put on there that track what your kids are using, that report to you what they're doing. But those are tools. Those are not solutions. I guarantee you, you put something like that on a kid's phone, there's probably a YouTube video that tells them how to get around it, or their buddies will tell them how to get around it. So uh, those are nice, but they're still, they're not the solution and nothing comes past having conversations with them. Um, and we have lots of programs available for free on our website that people can come download parents. There's tons of parents tips. There's videos for them. Go to our website, imcybersafe.org. Uh, tip sheets that can walk them through all the different things that they need to be aware of. This is Closer Look. I'm Rafael Sierra. Eliza McCoy is Director of Outreach, Training, and Prevention for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, helping kids stay safe on and offline. 
Currently, a lot of our online safety work is focused on kids under the age of 10 because we know that the average age of victimization online specifically is between 8 and 14. So we really want to talk to them before then. And what specific issues does the center address when it comes to kids' safety? Give us an example. Sure. We absolutely have materials related to the safety regarding attempted abduction, so physical abductions. We also do a lot of work related to online safety, such as sexting um, and grooming online by adults. And we cover the full gamut of how to protect yourself in both of these ways, online and in the real world. And what about cybersecurity? Why is that so important nowadays? Yeah, part of our work in the online safety space is certainly talking about cybersecurity more broadly, such as having safe passwords, Um, because we know that access to children online, whether it's through security means and getting their information that way, or if it's through conversations with them and getting that private information, that level of access is what allows victimization to happen, especially if kids don't know how to report it. So, Eliza, what kind of threats are out there? Obviously, one of them is certainly securing children's private information, whether it's through hacking or through the use of, you know, easy to figure out passwords. But we also know that um, security also relates to how someone accesses information about the child more broadly that can be used to groom them for contact in person or for sending nude images. Um, so it's it's all about how people can reach children and the information that they have. How about cyberbullying? Do you think we've made any inroads uh, in that respect? What do you think? I actually am very positive about the progress that's been made around cyberbullying. I think the fact that the term is so well known by kids and adults, that signals to me that we have a tremendous amount of awareness around this issue. The hardest part continues to be what do kids do when they see it? You know, how do they respond either as what we call an upstander, someone seeing it happen to someone else or when it's happening to themselves. So while we've raised awareness, we still need to help kids build skills around cyberbullying, particularly. Okay. And what about gaming? <laughs> you know, it's big for, for many kids, including uh, two of my own. But uh, yeah, uh, does, does the center offer, and perhaps it's, you know, through NetSmarts, and you can tell us about that. Uh, what's your best tip for helping kids stay safe uh, when they play online? Well, online gaming is certainly one of the venues where we see a lot of these issues arise, again, because of the level of access that's afforded between players, which you can't tell online always if they're adults or kids, right? Um, But we have a fabulous tip sheet at netsmarts.org where you will see online gaming safety tips, just the top five. And the number one that I, again, always support is involve yourself in your kid's gaming life. If you don't know how to use it or even how it works, ask them. Ask them to show you. Sit down and try to play it yourself or upload it on your phone or on your computer and try it out one evening. Asking them questions but also showing them that you're hot game to play (laughs) is definitely something that we see encourages that level of communication that can prevent victimization. You know, there's a lot of scams out there, uh, you know, and that's that's a big issue, not just for kids, but but for adults. Um, how should parents or should parents need to be aware of that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely something parents, you know, as adults and as, as parents should definitely be aware of. And one of the, the phrases that I really like to use and how we teach our children is having them be cautious consumers of information. You know, this applies with digital citizenship and what they're reading online and what sources they should cite. But it also applies to ads 
or potential scams or requests for information. We teach our kids to be skeptical at first and be proven trustworthy um, by checking it with a trusted adult, checking with other sources, et cetera. So I think that's the most teachable thing adults can do is to have them be cautious consumers of information. This is Closer Look. I'm Raphael Sierra talking about the importance of keeping your kids safe online. Do you have anything like for best practices for cybersecurity overall, something in general? Absolutely. You know, cybersecurity for parents and kids, especially for parents, I should say, can be an intimidating topic. It feels like there's too much out there and that you have to understand everything to be able to talk to your kids. But again, open conversations where you're asking questions and hearing how they like to use technology is one of the best practices you can do. And making it an active part of your relationship with your children, just like, frankly, digital you know, citizenship and interaction is a daily part of our lives as adults as well. Model the best behavior. Show how often you use it and when you put your own restrictions on your time in order to limit how, how often you're online. Let them know when you've had an experience that's made you uncomfortable and what you did with it. So it's the same concept of open communication and modeling good behavior. And going off that, what would you say is the most important action a parent can take to help their kids stay safe online? We actually have a fabulous campaign happening right now that will really help with this. It's safetypledge.org. And there you can go online and take a very short webinar about the hottest topics in child safety, um, particularly in light of the pandemic, but then also take a digital pledge. And there are just four things that you can select from as to what you want to do it as an action item as a parent, including modeling good online behavior or just promising and pledging to learn more about these issues in order to be educated on them. What about the kids? What's the most important thing that they can do to stay safe online? Yeah, the most important thing for kids is to understand that the internet is a place where people can pretend to be someone different. And many people go to great lengths to do that. And so being a cautious consumer of information, being careful about who you're sharing what information with, and making sure that you are checking with a trusted adult whenever something makes them uncomfortable or scared. My special thanks to Eliza McCoy from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and to Patrick Craven from the Center for Cyber Safety and Education. For Closer Look, I'm Rafael Sierra.